This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Monday, April 19th. What is good? I'm Jerem Jordan, teamed up with the man who... Peyton Manning was always audibling about Jason Shepard. Yeah, just uh, got back. Just flew in from Omaha, and boy, am I ar- no, 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 oh my gosh. no, wow, <laughs> no. Yeah, that was so, the trip. Yeah, uh, the trip uh, Omaha. I-, I have to tell you this. Okay, I've driven through Omaha many, many times. I, I have not had an extended stay in Omaha yeah. until this trip with baseball. And I very much enjoy Omaha. Now, I certainly did not enjoy the outcome of the games uh, for BYU baseball or for women's, women's volleyball. volleyball. Uh, but in terms of Omaha as a city, it is bigger than you think it is, and it is very, very nice. Mm. Now, remind me, uh, Winter Quarters nearby? Uh, yes, Council Bluffs is nearby. And Council Bluffs, uh-huh. so yeah. a little uh, church history little church there. history nearby. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, yeah. Well, glad to have you back. Well, I've seen be- you once in the last week I was going to say, uh, no, I think, it's, I think we've seen each other. This, outside of... Like a very brief moment in the softball broadcast yeah, you booth. you came in in the middle of the I was game, in, and I was like, get out of here. Yeah, I did walk we in during the game. game. So I was there for baseball. You were doing the softball game with yes. Caitlin. Yeah. Um, and outside of that, I think this is the first time I've seen you in about three weeks. And that's fine with me. Here's wow. what's coming up on the show line. It is oh, April geez. 19th. Yes, it is. I kid. So that means we're busting out the classic Between the Lines mini documentary highlighting one of the lowest moments in BYU football history, 4th and 19. What? They didn't end up scoring. How? Let the documentary tell the story. Men's Hoops makes a big international signing. We will chat with the newest Cougar, Atiki Ali Atiki, all the way from Tanzania. He's uh, playing up in Canada now, uh, high school. We'll talk with him. Selection Monday for women's soccer. Good luck to the ladies. Season ender, as mentioned, for women's volleyball. And a record-setting performance... So good from one Cougar, he broke multiple national records. Here are today's headlines. Men's basketball announced the signing of Atiki Ali Atiki. The Tanzania native is 6 feet 11 and 220 pounds. Triple A, as some may call him. Moved to Ontario, Canada in 2018 to finish high school and play at the London Basketball Academy, where he averaged 19 points and 12 rebounds his junior season. As Jeremy mentioned, he will join the show coming up in a few minutes. We'll discuss uh, him and what BYU is doing in recruiting coming up and what's trending. BYU women's soccer closed out the regular season. 4 nothing win against Portland, including a spectacular goal by Rachel McCarthy that looked and sounded like this. As McCarthy... Rachel McCarthy, what a shot! What a goal by Rachel McCarthy. 30 yards out. 30 yards out is right. That was amazing. UA finished the regular season 11-3-1, second in the West Coast Conference behind number one, uh, 11, Santa Clara. Who is expected to earn an at-large bid today during the selection show, which is coming up at the top of the hour on NCAA.com. 16-seed women's volleyball swept in the Sweet 16 by top-seed Wisconsin on Saturday night. BYU finishes the year 17-2 overall while reaching the Sweet 16 for the eighth time in nine consecutive NCAA tournament appearances. Congratulations on a good season for women's volleyball. They just always go to the Sweet 16. They are very, very good. Perhaps the most consistent program on campus right now, right? BYU baseball has heard with Jason Shepard at Omaha. Dropped three-game series. Cougars now 11-20. 
Host Dixie tomorrow on the BYU TV app and BYU Radio 107.9 FM and the BYU Cougars app, hoping uh, this team can avenge an earlier loss to Dixie earlier in the season. Yeah, and it's an earlier start time. Normally home game six mountain. This one will start at uh, four mountain. You have dinner plans or something? Is that why they moved it? No, I actually think... Uh, no, no, I think actually Dixie is just wanting to drive back. back. After the game, we've so, seen that in yeah. softball, up and back yep. for yep. Southern Utah and, and Idaho. So State. I think it's to accommodate Dixie with their the request to be able to drive back. So, All American Abby Minor Alder finished her gymnastics career, scoring a 9.5875 on floor at the NCAA Championships. Minor Alder was BYU's first individual competitor at the NCAA Championships since 2018. Congratulations on a great Cougar career. Absolutely. Cougar, Cougar swimmer Josue Dominguez broke three national records for the Dominican Republic at the uh, VI Dominican Republic International Swim Open 2021 in the 50, 100, and 200 breaststroke. Congrats to Josue. That's incredible. Absolutely. Men's tennis defeated rival Utah 4-1 on Senior Day on Saturday. The win extended BYU's win streak to seven matches, heading into the final road trip of the season. BYU will face number 30 Pepperdine on Friday for a chance to win the WCC regular season title and the auto bid to the NCAA tournament. And last but not least, Cougar track and field throwers were awesome this weekend. Sierra Freeland, number four shot put mark in program history. Sable Lohmeyer Elbakri, number six discus throw. And Gretchen Hoekstree, number nine discus throw in program history as well. Cougars return home to host the uh, Don't Call Me Nick Robinson Invitational this week. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. With the signing of Atiki Ali Atiki to men's hoops, Cougars add another to the list of foreign players on the roster under Mark Pope. That includes Matt Harms, Gideon George, Fuseni Traore uh, from Wasatch Academy, uh, who will join the team as well. Are we seeing the beginning of a new international look for men's hoops? Uh, possibly. And look, whether the numbers of players from outside the United States increases, the game is a global game. It's been that way for a very, very long time. It's like soccer and then basketball, I think, yeah. in terms of international. Well, and, and look, for basketball, you can pinpoint the moment when it became a global game, and that was the 92 Dream Team. Like, right. like yes. Ev- yes. everything from a global standpoint in the game of basketball changed once the 92 Dream Team did their thing. When they saw John Stockton, they were like, we must They're be like, involved. we see John Stockton. That is exactly the type we of can, player that I want to be. We can be like that guy. <laughs> so, no, you can't. So, like, it is a global game now. So, recruiting isn't just your local high schools anymore. Yeah. That, that's, not, that's not what it is. And even just branching out in the rest of the country, coaches are now scouting the planet for talent. Saint, look, St. Mary's in the, in the WCC. Yep built a program on this by going out and obviously the pipeline to Australia. And that's just the way recruiting is these days. And why wouldn't BYU be internationally prominent when you have a worldwide church? I've always wondered this and frankly been a little frustrated by this. I'm like, where's the connection there? Is there a connection there um, that BYU can use? These guys aren't members of the church, right. so it's still not connected right. through the church per se, but there is a network of people out there who Correct. certainly could say, hey, I know a guy. Well, and at the end of the day, it's all about getting the best players, regardless yes. of where they come from. If they come from American Fork, great. If they come from Peru, great. I don't think Lone Peak appreciates the American Fork reference. Uh, or Lone Peak. <laughs> uh, I just meant the city of American Fork. Oh, gotcha. Somebody could still great go. Great restaurants. Yes, very much so. Yeah. It's, what, it's one of my favorite forks. Uh, 
the American Spanish, Ford. Spanish is mine. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. To each his own. But look, at the at the end of the day, you know, will we see more? Who knows? But I like the idea of, you know what? We're going to go out and we're going to get the best players that we can. And if it happens to be somebody in South America or somebody, you know, in Africa or, you know, in, in Europe, that's where we're going to go to get these players because yeah. it truly is a global game now. Yeah, it needs to be a good mix of this. And uh, Mark Pope is scouring the globe, as you mentioned. Listen, it doesn't matter where they come from, just that they play and they play well. Right. Like BYU had the Lone Peak 3, and we thought that was going to produce, you know, initially, let's be honest, we all thought like, hey, a Final Four is like, a thing we can do here with three top 50 guys. And it was more about the ranking, less about where they are from. But it is interesting because, and BYU men's volleyball has done this to a great degree over time, to the chagrin of UCLA, who uh, didn't like what BYU was doing in this. Um, BYU was getting foreigners. And Puerto Rico has been a pipeline for BYU. You look at men's volleyball now. Brazilian, Puerto Rican, uh, a Finnish uh, kid, all over the place. BYU's all over the place, and it's awesome. In men's hoops, I think this is fun. These guys have amazing stories. They've come from certainly more challenging backgrounds, obviously. But it's going to be fun to have three Africans on the team. And did that influence Atiki Ali Atiki at all? We'll talk to him coming up and ask him uh, from a conversation earlier this morning. But you look at guys like Matt Harms and Gideon George, who uh, had an impact. Fuseni Traude is a good player down at Wasatch Academy. You love um, saying that name. I do love it. Just rolling that R. It's just nice, you know. Felipe Gibrito Ferreira. You know, those guys. <laughs> I think this is great. But honestly, it doesn't really matter where they come from, just that they win. Because I like winning more than I like anything else. So if these guys can come in, be a part of this program, better their lives academically, and uh, hopefully by living in the U.S. and, and uh, getting that degree and being able to provide for their families later, that's awesome. I love that. But if it, if it was all 12 kids from Timpview and BYU won the WCC, yeah. Or one in the tournament. I don't think we care where they come from per se. I think it's more about winning than it is that. But I do think there's a fun, uh, you know, diversity of culture and races and languages that is that is better in 2021 to have than not. Absolutely. Well, and and again, it just boils down to: Are these the best guys to help us win? And if they are, it doesn't matter where they come from. Yeah. It, it's all about the, the only thing that matters is how good at basketball they are. You know what I mean? Yes. And, and Mark Pope would look at how what he's done at UVU and now BYU in six years as a head coach. We can assess. We have enough volume now where we can look at this. He, he is grabbing guys from all over the place. Right. All over the place. And, and I'm not talking uh, geographically, but I'm talking situationally. Like, oh, a kid from Oklahoma State in Brandon Everett to UVU. Yeah. And then to BYU. A Matt Harms guy at Purdue. Then to BYU, and that was a su- successful thing. Think about what BYU did last year. The sixth seed, that's higher than all but one of Jimmer Fredette's teams. All but one. That was, a, that was a tremendous season. All right, topic number two. We'll stay with basketball. The Cougars have made several players in the transfer portal's final list, but so far, no signings. Are you at all concerned that BYU has yet to land a transfer? No, but there were a couple that uh, I was hoping BYU might grab in there. I'm pretty sure BYU has identified the guys they really, really, really want. And they're still dealing with, is Alex Barcelo coming back or not? Is Matt Harms coming back or not? We assume Brandon Averett is Yeah, because you need to know how many spots you're going to have. Exactly. They won't, well, yes and no. um, Because those scholarships don't count against the 13 for Barcelo and Harms. That is correct. But from a um, uh, personnel standpoint... If I'm a potential transfer guard, I want to know if Alex Barcelo is coming back or not. Like, am I going to have the majority of the minutes at point, or am I a backup? 
what's the situation? So, so in that regard, um, yes, but not really. I, I think if we get to a month from now and BYU is still in the same position, I might be like, okay, wh- when's it happening? Let's go. Yeah, I'm not concerned at all, to be honest with you. I mean, certainly, and I agree with you, there were some guys out there uh, that I think would have really helped BYU this upcoming season, um, and BYU didn't get them. It, but that doesn't mean that BYU's not continuing to work to try to find other guys that they think will help this program move forward. So and maybe those just, other guys weren't great fits. Who knows? Yeah, we don't know. You, you have no idea. Everybody can look great on paper. And, and again, we don't, we're not saying that because they didn't come here, they wouldn't have been a good fit. They're, I would have loved, a I would have loved guys to have seen whether or not they would have been good fits or not, you know, yes. because they looked like really good basketball players. It didn't happen, but I'm not concerned at all. There's still a lot of time. There are a ton of players still in the transfer portal. That is not shrinking, by the way. That is just getting bigger and bigger. Yes. So I, I'm just not concerned at all. I have the utmost confidence that this coaching staff can identify players that they feel will, will put this program you know, put give its put its best foot forward. I, I'm not concerned at all. BYU is shooting a shot, and remember, if AB and Matt Harms don't come back, I feel like BYU needs two double-digit scores to come in. Maybe one, because Caleb Lohner, to me, will make the jump. To me, Trevin Nell's got to make the jump as well to a double-digit guy, and then you need one other guy who's going to come in and make an impact. Get Gavin but Baxter it, back? Gavin Baxter back defensively, awesome. Um Yes, so Richard Harward might make the jump as well to a double-digit guy. We'll see. You need a minimum three. If you have four, that's nice, good balance. I don't see a 20-point score on the roster as of now. Maybe they bring in a transfer, that is. But remember last year, how did BYU get Matt Harms? BYU shot a shot. Didn't get Mac McClung, who went to Texas Tech. BYU felt like it was in the final two or three there. That would have been interesting. Is Um, he back in the transfer portal now? He is. He's Well, he's like... Trying for the NBA, but also gotcha. his his coach Chris Beard went to Texas. So Correct. the rumor is he might go to Texas. But BYU shot a shot and got Matt Harms. Like if BYU doesn't have Matt Harms, bubble team maybe, right? Because Gavin Baxter goes down, more Richard Harwood. But with Matt Harms, six seed. There were a lot of pieces there, but I'm telling you, without Matt Harms, BYU's not a single digit seed last year in the in the tournament. So BYU's shooting a shot, but all you need to do is get one, right? Maybe two. BYU does have a couple of scholars available. It might be two, might be three. Kind of depends on is BYU giving a scholarship to Nate Hansen off a mission or not? Kind of from Timfew. So it kind of that's not where he went on his mission, but high school rather. That'd be a fun mission. That would be a fun. The mission. halls of Timfew for your mission. <laughs> so there, there is an opportunity here for BYU to, to get some really good talent to come in here and bolster this group. And look, BYU's probably you know, and a lot of teams can say this, but a lot can't. Frankly, in the WCC, there's only three, or I guess St. Mary's and BYU. Gonzaga's always in. That hey, BYU is like a double-digit score away from being an NCAA tournament type team. So it's not going to take much. You just get that one dude, maybe two, to make an impact, and now we're off. And there's plenty of time, and there are options out there for BYU to still get. There is no reason to panic at all. I wish we could play 2006 back to Arlene. Plenty of time. Plenty of plenty time, of time. Plenty of time. Our question of the day, how much do you want to see BYU to continue or increase international recruiting? Let's hear from you in Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Tyson Peterson on Twitter. You can weigh in on Instagram and Facebook as well. Some of our greatest players have come from international recruiting. I don't think you can limit yourself too much in that area. Just a couple just super off the top of my head. Kresimir Chosich. Rafael Araujo. Love Hoffa. There have been uh, you know, a, bunch, uh, a bunch of guys internationally. 
Um, you could argue that Charles Abuo was international, being from uh, Ivory Coast and then moving to Logan as a kid. Um, so, yeah, there, there have been some really, really notable players. Luis Lemmy's uh, contributed in the early 2000s to a great degree. There have been a million. At TX Colonel on Twitter. I love it. There's something special about adopting international athletes into the BYU Sports Nation family. Our heart goes out to them immediately. Hashtag love one another. I think that's cool. They, they have uh, richer backgrounds, typically. Um, and unique circumstances, and it's fun to bring them into the fold and kind of tell their story. So, yeah, I absolutely uh, agree about that. All right, coming up, women's soccer selection Sunday. That's coming up at the top of the hour. What are your expectations for them in the tournament? And we've talked about them all the way from Tanzania. Atiki Ali Atiki, the newest men's hoop signee, will join us coming up after the break. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Andrew Pintar, Penny, and the BYU baseball team hosting Dixie State tomorrow at Miller Park. Watch the game at 6 Eastern on the BYU TV app. Listen on BYU Radio. This is a battle of, you know, Mike Littlewood's former employer and current employer. And Dixie State beat BYU in St. George. Yes, they did. They were the game right before the Cougars went on the winning streak at LMU. Okay, perhaps uh, the genesis of another streak uh, coming up uh, tomorrow. Okay, we're live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Jerem. He's Jason. Earlier this morning, we talked to Atiki Ali Atiki, BYU basketball's newest signee. He's got a rich story. He's from Tanzania, currently playing prep uh, ball in London, Ontario, Canada, where he's currently living. And here's the conversation we recorded earlier on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Atiki, first off, uh, welcome to BYU. We're very excited to have you as a uh, Cougar next season, man. Well, thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much. Okay, let's talk about your uh, upbringing. Obviously, you're in London, Ontario, Canada, but basically between Toronto and Detroit right now. But uh, you're from Tanzania. Tanzania, that's incredible. What is it like in Tanzania? Uh, in Tanzania, Tanzania is my country. That's where I was born and I grew up there. And it's a beautiful country. It's a beautiful country. I really like it. You have nature stuff. Like, it's beautiful. And it's a safe country, too. So I, I, I like to, to go there. Yep. And I remember one day when I was in high school, the school called Nyanza, uh, I was on my way to school. And I passed the, the street. They say, like, you can't pass here. And I just passed it. I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't read the information. And there was a dog, like, a big dog and it was crazy dog so it just started chasing me and i remember i lost my basketball my basketball my bag so it was crazy it was crazy so so that day i didn't go to school so i go back because dog chasing me i throw everything away so it was crazy i think anybody that's ever been chased by a dog understands that feeling of panic when uh, when the dog is chasing you so now you, you brought up losing your basketball. That brings us to a basketball question. How long have you been playing basketball? When did you start playing basketball? How young were you? Oh, uh, I was 14. I remember I was 14. Yep, I started playing basketball in Mwanza, and I went to Dar es Salaam. I took serious in Dar es Salaam, and I joined the academy course, um, JMK Park. I started practices there, and was good was good and I became a better player and had a good coach there coach Bahari coach Ashlav and coach Cornell they've been with me since then and 
they've been working with me until now, yeah, which is good for me. So you go from Tanzania to the London yeah. Basketball Academy in uh, London, Ontario, yeah. Canada, and now you're going to uh, be at BYU this next year. So why is BYU the place that you wanted to play college basketball? Oh, I think BYU is the place that I'm going to get better, and I think it's a good school, and we have good coaches there, Coach Pope and Coach Burgess. They're going to work me hard, so the place that I, I really like it, and I think going to get better at the next level. What yeah. was the recruiting process like for you with, you know, the schools coming at you and obviously BYU making an impression on you so much that you decided to come here? What was this process like for you? Oh, the process started last year, 2020. Uh, we started to coach, talk with Coach Burgess and Coach Pope. He was calling me like every Sunday to check on me. We share information, the BYU information. They shared with me, so it was a good process actually. And even games, like they tried to to get my to put my game better. So they sent to me the film, the film of their games that they do, the practice. I've been watching their games, so it's been calling me like every Sunday and talk to to them, which is a good thing. And it's been an interesting yeah. process because we haven't been able to uh, the NCA. You know, you can't host recruits on campus during the pandemic. That's going to end soon, yes, but. Uh, a virtual process yeah. there, and you'll be one of uh, three Africans on the team, which is awesome. Gideon George, of course, yeah. from my Nigeria, Fuseni Toraure yeah. from Mali, and then uh, yourself from Tanzania. So did that influence you at all, knowing, okay, BYU has uh, you know a couple other Africans as well on the team? Yes. Uh, not at all. Not at all, because it's part of my family, so we're just good to go. We're going to work together and win the games. That's the whole matter. So, yeah, I really don't care about that, yeah. Did you see Gideon George's uh, story and his deep blue uh, story by chance? Oh, oh yeah, Coach Coach Pop, I think he sent to me the other day. Yeah, it was great. Hey, I, I see that. Yeah, I I smell a deep blue on you. By the way, I, we're gonna have to do uh, your story. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. I can't wait for that. <laughs> It'll be awesome. So Atiki, yeah. you, you're six foot eleven. It says that yeah. you weigh 220 pounds. So give yes, everybody sir. an idea of what your game on the floor will be like? Okay. Um, I play center, so I'm strong and I'm big, so that's my spot there. I can rebound, I can box out, like I can score inside. This, I think I'm going to have the, my team, BYU, because of that. Yeah. We're excited to uh, watch you play. Is there an NBA player that you feel that you play uh, similar like? Oh, yeah. Pascal Siakam. Pascal Siakam is my, mm. my boy. I met Pascal Siakam, in, Pascal Siakam in South Africa, and he's a great guy. And I really like his game. His post-moving stuff is actually good. And he can shoot it outside too, so I'm trying to be like him one day. Hey, yeah. and, and you're not far from Toronto, so there's an influence yeah. there, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not, it's not like one hour and a half. Yeah, no, not, not, not far. Yeah. Uh, you guys should go to no, lunch yeah, or something, you know? Right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you mentioned you mentioned Coach Pope, you know, contacting you, is really wanting you to come to BYU. What's your relationship like with Coach Pope and this coaching staff? Oh, oh Coach Pope, I would like to say Coach Pope is a great coach, and he's a funny coach. He's very funny. Like, <laughs> I've been watching, like, the games. When they win games, like, you went crazy. He's just, like, a funny guy. So I like him a lot, and I think <laughs> when I get there, it's going to get me better, and yeah, he's going to work with me, so it's a great coach. 
Now, during the season, he told us during one of the coaches' shows on TV that he had gone to Toronto that week. So now we know who he was, uh, you know, uh, pursuing at one point, um, you know, a couple yep. of years ago and whatnot. So, uh, and, and let's finish with this. Tell us about your name. So it's certainly uh, fun. Atiki Ali Atiki. Ali Atiki. Yeah. yeah. So two Atikis in there. Oh, yeah, two Atikis. Well, that's my, my grandpa's name. I took my grandpa's name. Gotcha. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, congratulations yeah. on all the success. Stay healthy, stay safe, and uh, we look forward to seeing you this fall in a BYU jersey in Provo. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. You too. That's Atiki Ali Atiki on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why. We show how fun to talk to him yes. for the first time. And uh, they speak Swahili in Tanzania and English. Uh, so full go English the last couple of years for him. I served a mission. I can't imagine doing an interview in another yeah. language. I have great. Yes, I have the utmost respect because I do not speak a second language. So I have the utmost respect for somebody not just willing to have a conversation, but if you're speaking in a language that isn't your primary language and you're doing it on national television, I, I, I can't even I can't even put into words how much respect I have for somebody to, to be able to do that. And he nailed it. He was great. And and we didn't ask him how old he is, but we could guess that he's probably 18, 19. So he's only uh, been playing basketball. He four said, or five years. He, he said he started playing basketball when he was 14 years old. So he's a very young player when yep. it comes to, to basketball. And for those watching on BYU TV, you saw some of the highlights. And, I mean, you can, see the, you can see the talent. And that's what he described himself as. You know, I'm a center. I'm really physical. And, and that's – look, BYU needs that. You know, that, that's something that, that is, like, especially against teams like Gonzaga and St. Mary's, because you know St. Mary's is going to be Always ultra physical. Yeah. Like, I, I love having a guy like that down in the post. Yeah, it's going to be fun. He'll join Richard Harward, fun battles yep, in practice. Absolutely. Gavin Baxter. And then we'll see where uh, Traore goes. Is he going again, to be like a power again, forward? He just wants to say the name. That's all it's about. Who? Fusene Traore? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see where. Uh, he fits in with that. But, yeah, he's, he's certainly going to be in the mix, and I would think is going to play a bunch of minutes probably off the bench uh, with Harward probably at the five. And then do you put Gavin Baxter? Did you go super big um, in that regard? You only need, really need three bigs nowadays that, like, can play. I thought it was interesting, too, when you asked him about how, how much of an influence the fact that there would be three Africans on the team. And he's like, I don't he, care about that. He says that's not that's, – that was, it didn't factor in. Yeah. I was, I was thinking, hey, maybe that had something to do with it, but it didn't. I think that, whatever. I, yeah, that's interesting because I mean that means BYU was the place for him, regardless of yeah. the situation. BYU was where he wanted to be. Yeah, and pre-pandemic, BYU had their eyes on him. There was one coach show, as I mentioned, where, um, he, he, <laughs> yeah, Mark's like, "Yep, uh, this week I went to Toronto," and and I was like, "What is he doing in Toronto? Like midweek, you know, uh, after a game? I think he went Sunday. He got back Tuesday afternoon or whatever. He saw a couple things. Anyway." Well, world traveler. Well, and, and and because of that, the the nineteen and twelve that he averaged was his ju- was his junior season. The, the, his senior season, there was so many ups and downs, and you know, with with the pandemic, you had and Canada's been more yes, locked down. Yes, than so so they didn't get a California, chance to maybe. play yeah. as many games as they did. So the nineteen and twelve was the previous season, but it certainly gives you an idea of what the guy's capable of. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, what's coming up? All right, coming up, 4th and 19 day. It is the day that we hold in reverence. Do we? Sure, why not? 
Flexion Monday coming up for women's soccer. What do we expect for the ladies in the NCAA tournament seating? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation on demand by downloading the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. And don't forget while you're there, please subscribe, rate, and review. High marks, please. It's whatever you want, but we would But like we that. ask yeah. for high marks. He is Jason. I am Jerem. This is BYU Sports Nation. Let's whip it. Good whip round presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problem. Okay, BYU sold out its ticket allotment for the season opener. We're talking, obviously, about football uh, uh-huh. against Arizona in Hit Las it. Vegas and under. <laughs> Do we have that? Huh? No. Uh, no. They sold it out in under three hours. Are you surprised? No. No, BYU fans are stoked about this. In Arizona, this is the team BYU beats in openers. Yes. So, and it's a home stadium. Outside of 06. Kind of, maybe. It's a home stadium. We'll see. We'll City, see. AKA, we see. you know, Vegas. Where BYU's won a million games. I am a bit surprised because I did, I expected it to be gone quicker than that. Oh, come on. Get out of here. Get out of here. What? Look, what are you talking about? People have been talking about this forever. I thought they'd be gone in like an hour. Like in three minutes? In three hours? Like three minutes, like with like a U2 concert. Right. <laughs> I hope they come back, right? Indiana has announced a home and home football series. Let's wait for it. Notre Dame what? in 2030 and 31. Uh, yet another Notre Dame scheduling announcement that does not include Brigham Young University. At this point, should BYU just buy out the uh, contract? Look, look uh, or ask Notre Dame to buy out? I w- no, I would. I would keep this on there. I would keep the pressure on. Why? Is the answer. Principle. <laughs> Don't upset. Notre Dame? Principal. Why? They're not doing anything for you. Look, at this point, at this point, Notre Dame just needs to send out every day. Notre Dame needs to send out a release saying, today we have still not decided to come back to Provo to play that, the other part of that series. Uh, yeah, at what point is BYU going to call it on this? Because BYU hasn't yet. Okay, look. Don't like, need if you, don't, you don't need to, like, well, wrap it up point, now. Well, well, at what point is there a point? At what point do you say, all right, are we going to play or not? The point when Notre Dame says we're... Can we just schedule 2040 right now? It, the point comes when it. Notre Dame just says we're not going to be playing in Provo. At that point, why then you could say, then give me the money. Here's here's why they may have not. They may be trying to negotiate a neutral site thing that just hasn't worked out yet. Or... And Vegas could be the site. Or the two schools are going to combine and go choose a conference to go play in. And it will be all private Christian no. institutions. It'll... Notre Dame is going to join the West Coast Conference. No. In football. It's BYU's way into the Power Five. It is? It's to join with Notre Dame. It is? Sure, why not? Okay. I don't know. I'm just I'm, I'm grasping at straws here. Just just keep it on there. Unless you, until Notre Dame says they're not going to play, keep it on there. Well, like in 2030, are we still going to do this? We've had games that have been scheduled now in 2038. Are you going to ask me out to the prom or not? At some point, go to somebody else. Is this a personal story that you no. want to tell? No, no, no. Okay. No. <laughs> BYU women's volleyball finishes the season 17-2 and after being swept by Wisconsin in the Sweet 16. How would you describe the season? Resilient. Uh, BYU was able to train and play and got in 19 games this season. That's a lot more than a lot of teams. 17-2 and Sweet 16 WCC champs. This was another spectacular year. I'm really proud of this team for what they did again. Yeah, I'm going to say gamers. That's This team 
regardless of the situation, you're playing in, look, and it's not just BYU. Obviously, everybody else is playing in a season that they're not used to playing. But with all of the extra restrictions, and BYU still gets to the Sweet 16, look, you went up against the number one seed. Wisconsin is really, really good. That was much more about Wisconsin than it was any deficiencies by BYU. Yeah. They were just that good. BYU women's soccer will find out its seating in uh, about 30 minutes. What are your expectations for soccer in the NCAA I think this I think this team can go far. I, I mean, what's far? Well, I mean, look, two years ago they were in the Elite Eight. Yep. That wouldn't surprise me. An all-time team. That that would not surprise me. This team just keeps coming at you in waves. Yeah. Rachel McCarthy comes off the bench. Yeah, she should be a starter for most <laughs> I mean, teams, right? You know what I mean? So I, I have high expectations for what's possible with this team. Yeah, uh, I don't know about seeding, but I do expect BYU to win at least one round, if not two. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, winning for this team is the thing they do often. And I expect that in the NCAA tournament. I'm excited to uh, find out who they play. All right, uh, this will be a visual aid that yep. you're going to need to look at. Uh, would you rock these pants? Uh, there was a, a tweet uh, put out. From a team in 1974. BYU specifically. Yes. Uh, this is uh, Belmont Anderson. And Doug Richards. Uh, and uh, Doug Richards sporting the okay. they, the striped blue, blue pants. Vertical stripes. Yes, the vertical striped pants. Would you rock these pants? Yeah. yeah. This is like uh, the Indiana Hoosiers yes. uh, warm-ups yes. for BYU. Yeah, it's have, like fruit stripe gum, but just I, blue and white. And not just like for pajamas like on the show I would if someone gave me some see I would uh, I would wear them at home I would not wear them in public however if somebody either has a pair mm. now now the likelihood that they're going to have my size Belmont and Doug and I'm talking have about their from pair? a length standpoint uh, they're going to be probably much bigger than I am but if somebody has a pair that I could fit into uh, roll, roll them up like can the make beach. them I would wear them on this show okay challenge accepted by somebody out there some, there's a seamstress out there that can find that material and put that together. I think so. Uh, speaking of the mission, uh, I got uh, one companion and I got uh, not matching onesie pajamas, like zip up. It was awesome, man. <laughs> Why? Was, because we were bored. <laughs> so what? Called to serve to get a one. But, but because you were so anti-matching, you made sure that they didn't match. You weren't. I didn't want them you to match. Want, That's too you, much. Yeah, you didn't want it to be weird <laughs> that they matched. They but so, you're willing to have the let, two. Let's the, just say they were they were too comfortable and too hot in Brazil. I should have had them in like Scandinavia, <laughs> where it was cold. Uh, pictures. Get pictures of the pan, of the pajamas. Maybe one. This is back when you had to develop photos. You understand this. I, what's that supposed to mean? Stop it. All right, coming up, our rise and shout outs. And fourth and 19. I think we're contractually obligated to uh, air this piece on this day. That's coming up <laughs> on BYU's Christmas. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Autumn Moffat Korth and BYU softball host rival Utah on Wednesday. You can watch the game at 8 Eastern on the BYU TV app. What's the win streak up to? Is it 12 now? 10-11-12 after last week. They are playing some great ball. Okay, well, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live from Studio B. Today is April 19th, a.k.a. 4th and 19. A couple years ago, this was <laughs> made famous, uh, you know, with Johnny Linehan. And between the lines... Did a piece low lighting this incredible event in BYU history? It is presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. (sighs) 
You know, this is always one of the the tougher things to talk about when it's... Man, I don't even know where to begin. Um, guys, I don't even know if I can talk about this. This was the darkest day in BYU football history, no doubt. It, it was horrible. I couldn't watch football, I couldn't eat, I couldn't sleep. My kids were asking why I was sitting in a dark room. Every BYU fan knows exactly where they were when it happened. They know what barbecue they were at and what flavor of jello they were eating. Provo YSA 342nd Ward, I was eating pink jello with whipped cream. Vineyard Grove Park First Ward, uh, it was green jello with carrots. It's, uh, it's an acquired taste. Uh, BYU YSA 419th Ward, um, I was eating green jello. It's where I met my wife, actually. If I hadn't seen it with my own eyes, I don't think I'd believe it. I think it's time we talked about it. We talked about 4th and 19. All right, so it's fourth down. We're backed up close to the end goal, I think around the five-yard line. I'm excited. You know, I'm going out. Regardless, whatever happens, I'm pretty excited. Get the signal from the sideline. We're going to run our fake. From the five, that's the room that Johnny Linehan has to get it away to Attilian Butler. Linehan on the run, and that's going nowhere. Oh, my goodness. I still can't believe it. Did they really just do that? Did that did that play just happen? Johnny. Why? I'm I was pretty excited. Everyone knows me. Johnny Rugby. Gonna show who I am. Negative three yards was the end result. Sorry, are you a running back? No, you're a punter. Punt the ball. He went literally from hero to negative three yards in one play. So after the game, when we get on the plane, obviously specialists are at the back of the plane. All the important players in first class with the big seats, specialists go back to squeeze in the middle seat, sometimes in the bathroom stall. Coach Sataki just grabs me, gives me a big hug, tells me shake it off. Coach Lamb tells me, hey, it's going to be all right. Actually, I don't think he told me that. I think I was telling myself that at the time, just kind of self-reassurance. As bad as that was, and it was bad, Boise State got zero points as a result of 4th and 19. So why can't we focus on that? I kind of went through a whole range of emotions. You know, angry, sad, crying, laughing, not laughing. And it was really difficult for me. I saw the Instagram followers. I mean, they were never there, but they were dropping off. Twitter followers, they were kind of there. They were dropping off. I got to a point where following the game, I purchased three-day-old gas station sushi. That pretty much sums up the emotions of October 20th, 2016. I didn't mean for any of that to happen. Like, I'm sorry. Hopefully you remember the good that Johnny Linehan did on the football field. 1984 National Championship. Heisman Trophy winner. But what are we talking about? We're talking about 4th and 19. A play that gave the opponent ultimately zero points. This is ridiculous. Why are we doing this? Can I leave yet? Oh. I shouldn't be angry, I should be thanking him. As producer of BYU Sports Nation, three years later, it's still giving us content. And so even though that, that fake punt didn't work at that time and another one that I will not talk about 
like the one at LSU, just in case you're wondering. No, we won't go into that, but uh, that was my decision. Anyway, so a lot, of, a lot of people ask me would I do it again. Yeah, yeah, I'd do it over and over and over again. I got on Sports Center top 10, but not top 10, but top 10. Nevertheless, yeah, I'd, I'd do it again. Yeah, no doubt. Fourth and 19 by Between the Lines a couple years ago. It's now been five years. Five years. Look, I can – look, it was dark. It was, it was dark times. It was the darkest day in BYU football history. But now, looking – I, I, can, <laughs> I can come to grips with it because the Broncos did not score ultimately on the next play. I can, I can, it is. I no. can deal with it. No. Look, it's taken therapy to get there, so you just give this to me. Okay? <laughs> You've got it. Okay. That was and I, I'm trying to remember exactly where I was. Honestly, I put it out of my mind because it was such a terrible play. Like fourth and nineteen. When would that be a good place to run it? The worst place to run it is out of your own end zone. But the fact But maybe that's why it's the best time to run it. Because it's really the worst. after that you're gonna tell because me the best the worst time. <laughs> Nobody is gonna think that you're gonna fake it. Unless you call a timeout prior to this play. Which BYU did! So it was <laughs> obvious something weird was gonna happen. Oh but my not, gosh. I'm pr- still riled up about it. I hate that play. Okay, all right. Yeah, the more I see this, the more it brings back the memories of the time. I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting a little antsy again. It was so bad. <laughs> Why well fourth but, Fourth and 18 means something very different than yes. fourth and 19. Yes, right? one yard. Where's the makes, documentary on that? Makes a big difference. Yes. I also jo- remember where Johnny I was crushed at for that. Johnny too, Cru- by the way. Yes, you were jumping up and down, excited about it. Maybe. I was on the sideline in proper media decorum. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's going All on? All right, our elite voice of the day. Maybe it's Johnny Linehan again. Who knows? Perhaps. And who gets today's rise and shout out? Still up for grabs. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation's Rise and Shoutout is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. BYU Sports Nation is always on demand via the free BYU TV and BYU radio app. You can always download the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Our question of the day, how much do you want to see BYU continue or increase international recruiting? Time for several responses here. Let's go at 86WIKOOG. I'm all for bringing in the best talent no matter where they are from as long as they abide by the honor code and fit in with the culture Mark Pope is establishing. Just look at men's volleyball as an example of what international players can do to elevate a team. I made that same point earlier in the program because BYU has a really nice mix of uh, cultures. I forgot the Italian Davide Gardini or David Gardner, as you like to call him. He doesn't like that, He's though. not a fan he, of he, it. He's told me we can That's put, not we, stopped you from continuing no, to I use it? I have not said it since. Davide told me he, he's okay with us not saying it. <laughs> oh, great news on uh, Twitter. Gonzaga getting the uh, number one uh, you know, potential pick in the draft committed. That's awesome. Shocker. Um, yeah, so men's, men's volleyball has turned, um, you know, it done this for a long time. There's a history of success in this regard, but BYU's going to the well a little more right now, which is interesting and fun. Honestly, I like, I like a group of guys that have interesting stories. We, ultimately, we're up here telling stories. And uh, that makes it easier for us to sort of go with this team and bring that team to you. I just want the guys that are going to help 
this team win as many games as possible. Yeah. And wherever you have to go to get them, it, it doesn't matter. We, we mentioned it. This is a global game. You know, BYU is – look, the world is our campus. The world – Says BYU. That's what, so, I mean, like yeah. – that's where you would go to recruit. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just makes sense. You have to go in the world somewhere, right? Uh, Resendasia from Instagram. If there's any school that should be looking to international students as well as local recruits, BYU feels like it should be that school. Yeah. In fact, yeah, I've questioned why BYU hasn't done this more previously, but a lot of that has to do with the preference of the staff. What are their connections internationally? Like that's it, also a commitment from a recruiting standpoint as well. Yes, it is because that that's a, that is a significant increase in travel. I mean, so I mean, there has to be how much can you yeah, see that kid yes. ver- and and know what's going on there versus the kid that is local, right? And and listen, Utah's producing great basketball players. When it came to some of the greatest that have ever played here, some have been local, but you have you need to go outside to look at others. You look at Danny Ainge, uh, you know, Eugene. Oregon, and then you go Glens Falls, New York, not Glen Falls. That's commonly mis mistake for uh, Jim Fredette, of course. Chris Machosich, international. Like, they're guys from all over. They're guys from all over. Uh, let's see, Ben Nichols on Twitter. My first job at BYU Provo. We don't. First off, it's, it's, it's just, just BYU. It's just BYU, just ben. BYU ben. Uh, Was to mow the lawn at the campus entrance sign, which proudly displays the world is our campus. So increase 100%. Yeah. It is, the world is our campus. Says BYU. All over the place. It's awesome. Okay, our elite voice of the day is presented by Sundance Mountain Resort 22 Kai Guy from Instagram. It would not matter to me if we recruited a player from Provo, Utah, or the Nerd Lux from Space Jam. I don't remember that I, reference. I, I don't is... know the reference, and hopefully he's referring to the original Space Jam. Not the one not coming the out one this summer? Not the one that's coming out. That's... That I'll watch on HBO Max? <laughs> oh, the Little Aliens. Okay, we're told. Missed that one. Uh, if they can play, let's recruit them. I agree. It's all, it's all about getting the best players. That's what this boils down to. Yes. The whole purpose of recruiting. And now that uh, Tiki Ali Atiki is uh, announced, let's go over the men's basketball roster and give you a sense of kind of what's coming down the pipe here. So um, guys, guys that are, are on the team, Hunter Erickson, right, didn't really play this last year. Could play a more prominent role, we'll see, as a sophomore or retro freshman, depending on how they want to do it. Trevin Nell, I think, will make the jump. His junior year, Spencer Johnson, of course, the Instapot, Gideon George, Caleb Lohner, Nate Hansen is back from a mission, a, a point guard, uh, Gavin Baxter uh, back for his senior season. We'll see how healthy he is, how soon. He's certainly a prominent figure, whether he starts or right. not. Uh, Richard Harward, Atiki Ali Atiki, and Fusenye Traude. Now, wa- uh, walk-ons, Brandon War, Cameron Pierce is still there. There's a couple other names. Uh, they can't really mention until the season starts, but there are a few scholarship opportunities open there for BYU. And so it's a big question. Is Alex Barcelo going to come back? Is Matt Harms going to come back? Yeah, those are two really big dominoes that you're waiting to fall to see whether it's personnel, whether it's roster spots, playing time, whatever, that you, you, you know, you're waiting to find out where that falls. So I've got BYU with 10 scholarship players right now. Uh, you have 13, and then Barcelo and Harms, should they come back, those do not count this year against that number uh, due to COVID. Um, so we'll see, we'll see what BYU brings back. I really want AB and Matt Harms to come back. I think if they come back, all of a sudden you're like, okay, this is a tourney team again. You do need to replace the production of Brandon Averett, um, but maybe other guys are ready for that opportunity. So I, I still think a double-digit score transfer 
kind of upperclassman type, whether that's a grad transfer or not, needs to come in to really help this this team try and take second in the WCC. Well, and we had this conversation earlier in the show and whether or not you're concerned that BYU hasn't signed any of these transfers yet. And, and I'm just not. There's plenty of time. They obviously have the the spots on the roster to be able to bring guys in. So it's not like they didn't get the ones that they, they looked at so they're going to stop. There's There are guys right. out there that they have targeted as, okay, well, we like this guy, this guy, this guy. Okay, well, this one didn't work. So now we'll go in a different direction. There's still plenty of talent in the transfer portal for BYU to be able to get some guys that can really help this team. Yeah, and it's interesting because um, you know maybe there are better fits later down the road or new guys emerge into the right. transfer portal. But I, I'm pretty sure BYU's identified uh, kind of who they want as well in the mix. But and point guard is certainly a thing. Even if Alex Barcelo comes back, there's still a point guard need for at least a second guy. That way you can play A.B. off the ball sometimes. Yeah, well, yeah, and look, and the guard, the guard line anymore is, is interchangeable. Everybody right. who's a guard needs to be able to handle the ball. And who like brings the ball up doesn't Right, matter. exactly. Yeah, like, so it doesn't really matter. Unless they, do, unless they just turn it over every time. Yeah, and then it's like, all right, let's switch you out. Okay, we're going to not have the ball in your Sorry, hand. buddy. Yeah, <laughs> so still waiting on, on what that's going to look like. But, um, and I don't know the conversation whether Colby Lee and Wyatt Lowell and Connor Harding were told they don't have a scholarship or not. But sometimes that happens at the end of the year. You make some uh, tough decisions. Okay, today's Rise and Shoutouts are presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward. Who gets yours? Uh, I am going to uh, – there's actually two. Let's talk about it. Yeah, there's two that we want to talk about. Let's first start with women's volleyball. What a season. We talked about them advancing to the Sweet 16, came up against a buzzsaw in Wisconsin. But another Sweet 16 appearance. You have the conference champs, 17-2 and record in, a, in an oh, unbelievably good. difficult season. Just cannot say enough good things about what Heather Olmstead has done with the program and continues to do. And then Josue Dominguez, who we mentioned uh, in the headlines, breaking three records for the Dominican Republic in the 5100 and 200 breaststroke. Pretty awesome, man. Pretty awesome. So congrats to uh, women's volleyball and Josue Dominguez. Our thanks to today's guest, Atiki Ali Atiki. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always use hashtag BYUSN. Sorry to Dennis Pitter. We ran out of time. Hello, Dennis. For Jason, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Raul Delgado. Nice. Go Cougs.